Jennifer. Hello, Richard. How are uh, you, my dear? Jinx. I'm doing great. <laughs> fabulous. Jinx. Fabulous. Um, just fabulous. I mean, you know, for two people trapped in a pandemic who yes. can't see each other face to face. I know. Um, we're doing I miss pretty that. Good. I miss that. I also miss the kids actually going to school. <laughs> well, me too. We we both are in that weird space, and we're doing the best we can. God dang it, we are. As, and we hope everybody else is. I know it's difficult, and part of the reason we do this, it seems, is to help people um, make sense of it all. Right. You know, if it's true what we are demonstrating, that people's lives go on, then mm -hmm. this is a way to show people how they can access them. Yes, that's I, what, that's, that's mainly been our most, you know, our biggest goal is to have everybody get in touch with their own spirit, get in touch with their loved ones and feel them as well. And today on Quora, some woman reached out to me and her husband had died and she was distraught or she is distraught and she wants to follow him, which is a, unfortunately a traditional thing in India. I, is that what it is? It used to be. And the, the English banned it. I have several clients. Well, I have one in particular. He's just like, I want to go see Padmini. When can I go? <laughs> Well, and it is this idea that once you get to the other side, God will allow your loved one to come forth. And, you know, of course, we all have heard stories where somebody passes away and then like an hour later, their loved one goes. Yeah. So it feels this kind of God is calling them home. Right. It's, we can't say that that's not the case, but we can say it's just not what people report. Right. That people choose to come to the planet and they choose their lifetimes. And once they get home, they have this awareness of the fact that they made these choices. It's right. the only way I can put it. And I've been writing to this woman and saying, you know, to talk to your husband. He's on the other side. He obviously sent you to me so I could say, talk to him. He's okay. He's not pining. And you don't need to pine. But know that you chose to be here for a reason and to access why you volunteered. It's very hard for people to hear that. I know. And I don't think I got anywhere with her, except to say, you know, maybe you should read Flipside before you reach out to me to ask me my opinion about it, because it's, it's in there, you know, or read Backstage Pass of the Flipside. One, two, or three. Speaking of which. Yes. We have our friend Luana on the flip side, Luana Anders, actress, visionary, pal, who yes. checked off the planet in 1996, started showing up to visit me. And then, and then started bugging Jennifer. And then the three of us have these conversations. So Luana, take out the clipboard, please. Who's in line? Who needs to talk to us? and Jennifer has a clipboard, put it in Jennifer's mind. Who is that? Richard, Davis, first name Richard. Something Davis Jr. But not Sammy Davis Jr. 
I think it is. <laughs> okay, Sammy, apologies. Oh my gosh, why can I think of it? It's so All right, and he was smaller in stature, and I was reading about him the other day. I mean, I had no idea that Frank Sinatra had such a profound effect on his life. So let's just clarify that this is Sammy. Sammy, are you yes. Frank Sinatra's friend? Yes, and then Sammy's confidant, yes. Okay, and if you could put in Jennifer's mind. I'm out of trouble, which I find hard to believe. out of trouble. And Sammy, if you could put in Jennifer's mind where Frank discovered you. Was it at like a bar or something like that? Well, he was part of a, a dance troupe. That's it. Okay. Hold on a second. And I'm sorry to jump around, but I was being shown a lot of different things. And no, I that's okay. The car, because we have talked to Sammy in the past, okay. and I asked him about... Is there anything done with... I know we've talked about the Globetrotters. I know that's not it. It was a dance Well, group. you're... Okay. Hold on. Why did you say that? I don't know. I was showing the Globetrotters. Very good. Harlem. That's exactly yeah. where Frank exactly. found... Sammy Davis Jr. Right off the bat. At like, the Apollo know? Theater in Harlem. Okay, yeah. so that's accurate. He, okay. he saw him perform, Frank did. And when Frank booked a gig, one of his earlier gigs, he had Sammy Davis Jr. perform with him. So he opened for Frank wow. with his, I think with his group. And then eventually, he just became part of the Brat Pack, or you know, the Rat Pack. As they That's what it. they were trying to show me was the Brat Pack, but I kept on. <laughs> well, in those days, it was Rat, right? The Rat Pack, you know, as opposed to the Brats who showed up in the '80s. Okay, but I just happened to be looking at this the other day. I was uh, there was a documentary about Frank Sinatra. It's running on Netflix, and I was watching the first hour of it, and I was surprised. You know, we've talked to Frank, we've yeah. talked to Sammy, so. and. So, now that we've established who this is, what do you want to say to us, Sammy? Um, oh. He wants to talk about the shooting. Okay, he wants to talk about Kenosha, Wisconsin. By the way, we have another class member here who is from that town. He's a filmmaker. I don't think he related to the town because he got out of there as soon as he wanted, you know, he's good. But that's Orson Welles. We've talked to Orson before. This is the town he's from. It's not far from where I grew up. I used to go up to Mars Cheese Castle all the time and- Mars? Uh, Mars Cheese Castle. It's okay. in Kenosha. And okay. one of our class members, Billy Meyer, used to work with underprivileged kids in Kenosha, if I remember correctly. Um, so yes, Sammy, what would you like to talk about? What do you want to say about what's going on in Kenosha? He's Please. very, proud, well, he's very proud of all of the sports, you know, teams going on, boycotting. Boycotting. I have the chills. He just showed, he said that it took a lot of, oh, he just showed me Babe Ruth. It took a lot of effort of all the sports guys up there to do this, but to get, not to, it didn't take a lot of effort. It just, hold on. They inspired, I believe, inspired. dreams and everything else to allow them. I mean, that united front has never happened. Never happened. Not in our history. No. And 
and it took, he said he was, he's just, you know, NMLK. Hold on. They're just very, very proud of what's happened. Like, how much more do we have to take? Absolutely. 100% agreement. But Sammy. I have a question for him. Hold on a second. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. He said that he wanted to talk because he had a connection to that. So I'm like, why did you, why are you the one that came to talk about that? And he's like, well, first of all, I just wanted to talk. Secondly, I have a connection to it. What is your connection? And it has to do with his own son or his own, somebody that was close to him. Somebody in his family. Yeah. In terms of that that happened to them or that they're from that part of the world or? It happened to our family. Okay. I'm sorry. He said it was when he wasn't old enough to do anything about it. Did somebody get shot or killed or? I interrupted you, sorry. Something like burn up in flames. So I don't know if the house got burnt, like okay. some of the houses, hmm. but it's connected. So it was that kind of, it was something like that to his family. Sammy, I want to clarify something. Your ability to inspire people on the planet, how do you do that? Through dreams? Through music. Through dreams. Through others that I've met up here that have direct correlations to the people down here. So like, I wouldn't have, I recognized him, but I didn't know his name. Yeah, no, I understand, it's okay. He says, I'm an anomaly. He said it made it worse than I saw him. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, we have other class members or people we've talked to that could come forward, obviously, but he's right. the one who wanted to speak. Right. And, he and says, bless his heart. Please, what else do you want to say? Oh. He says he is grateful for what has happened through everybody taking notice and like with not just the baseball, you know, not just with all the sports that boycotted, you know, that went on strike, um, boycotted, boycotted, correct? Um, but all the people that had peaceful protesting, you know, that had peaceful protests and all the people that want change, you know? Um, oh, okay. I'll tell you later, just remind me later to, to share with you what was shown to me. Okay. Was it a political thing? Yes. Okay. Now, Sammy, I want to clarify this because I've had a couple of people who reached out to me after our conversation with John Lewis, who at some point I badgered him into saying, you know, should we vote for somebody else? I mean, I call it badgering, but people have reached out to me and said, you know, you lost me because People on the other side don't care about politics. And my response was, people on the other side don't stop caring 
about us, about our planet, about our country, about us as human beings. And not only would they like to come forward and say they support what people are doing, standing up for courage, but they also want to show us and demonstrate that they're still connected to us. They're still connected to their passions. Yeah. Yes. So I feel so bad from this conversation, which is a good thing, but I just never thought of, you know, didn't see that one coming. Um, well, that's why we do this. I know. You know, and we're, we try to unpack what people are trying to tell us. And so some people watching this will say, oh, here they go again. They're going to get involved with politics and people on the other side. But this is the, this is the conundrum. We don't stop being who we are when we leave. We right. remain who we are. I'll tell you, one of the most unusual conversations Jennifer and I have ever had was with Mary Todd Lincoln. It's in Backstage Pass to the Flipside yeah. 3. She came forward. Jennifer said, Mary Todd Lincoln is here. I couldn't fathom why she was here. And I said, so why? And she said, something you said a week ago bothered me. And I had said something about talking about a political assassination as old news, as something that had happened in the past. That's right. And, she's, and she said very unequivocally, unequivocally, yeah. that to them, it happened yesterday. To us, we might think, oh, that was 60 years ago. To them, it's still, it, it's still their truth. They still are upset or connected to it. This is what's interesting. He just showed me, thank you. He showed me that not only did it just happen, felt like it happened yesterday, when things like with what happened with Blake, um, it makes everybody, he's like from MLK to now, he goes, everyone gets thrown back to that time period anyway, because we still are having things happen. We still are not being held accountable for it. And people are, people are using it, whether on any other, it doesn't matter what side you're voting on, for political gain. It's, uh, it's unbelievably tragic. Yes. And it's so, I mean, if we didn't have cameras, we have cameras and we can watch these things happen. And so it's like, how blind must we be not to see the difference between a guy being shot in the back because they feared he might have a weapon and a guy carrying a weapon who had just shot people and the police just let him walk by. There's only one difference. But also seven times, not just once in the back. Well, seven. I think, and I mean, not to mitigate it in any way, but police are trained to shoot to kill. I mean, that is their training. If you fear you're going to lose your life, shoot, kill, 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 kill. And then they all start shooting until they don't have to. The training has to end or change or be somehow dealt with. But anyway, it's not about me and my opinions. Please, Sammy, what else would you like to say? <laughs> we're supposed to be having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we're not having fun. You know, we forget. We forget we're supposed to be having fun. You showed me like looking outside. I'm overlooking the most gorgeous ocean. You and I can 
look over the mountains, look over the ocean. You know, we do have fresh air. We still have fresh air. And then I just saw him go like this. Like, not, not for long. Not for long. Um, He's kidding. Yes, but without the fear aspect of it, we have, and he just showed me the carpet. Like, we have so many things to be grateful for. We're not sitting there in a dirty hut with no food or water. He goes, we are so lucky. And he goes, and he came from something. Like, he came from that. You know, where a bunch of people live together. Thank you. He's just showing us, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But he just, um, we came from literally nothing, but we had everything because of our hearts and the people who believed in us, like my parents, my family, my sisters. I couldn't get anything, you know, get away with anything, he said. And that's why a lot, and then he just showed me church. Church kept him out of trouble for as long as he needed to be kept out of trouble. And it also, he, it also church. Wait, really? Hold on a sec. I just want to make sure that I got this right, okay? Um, sorry, me is an edgy sketch, but it's it was okay. You seem to follow this. Hold on a second. Show me again. Church didn't teach him how to sing per se. I hate using that word. I'm sorry. I always make fun of somebody that says that word. Um, but it taught him how to love the people that might have hated us or it taught me how to understand like it taught me more how to, to love have compassion have compassion which if i didn't have that then i wouldn't have met you know um his life wouldn't have met frank wouldn't have met frank he said it taught me to think outside the box that everybody has their own you know ju judgments we judge you guys just as much as you judge us. We don't go around killing you. <laughs> well, he says, he started laughing. Some of us do, <laughs> some, some people did, but. Huh. He said, if you take away the color, which you were bringing up earlier, right? There's only one difference, right? Mm -hmm. That we'd still have issues, but at least we'd have a level playing field. Thank you. Level playing field. We don't have a level, it's an uphill battle for anybody that's African-American, no matter what. Even if they're at the top, people are gonna say how they got, you know, why they got, they'll make up yeah. stories. Well, Sammy, you must have this perspective now. I, in my youth, I was able to travel, um, you know, college and stuff in Europe. And my first impression was prejudice just doesn't exist over here the way it does in the United States. And I remember a friend coming up to me and saying, um, it, is that racism thing still going on in the US or is that over? And I remember saying to him like, well, there's like a huge story involved with, and he just, it didn't make any sense to him whatsoever because that wasn't his experience. You live in France, Italy, Pretty like much that. anywhere else in the world than the United States. And you just have, I mean, they're prejudiced against Albanians or whatever it is. Pardon me, Albanian. But that's, that's what people experience. They're prejudiced against somebody that they're putting down or they feel the need to. But it's just different. So your experience, Sammy, on the flip side is 
devoid of prejudice, is it not? Oh, hold on. Show me again. Oh, ow, sorry. I just heard a, that's usually summing up bum rushes. Somebody's trying to get in. But, oh, that's so painful. Um, Luana, who's trying to take this mic? Billy Paxton, but there was something that was so powerful. Hold on a second. Um, show me again. Sorry. Thank you. Over there, which is here, because the differences is we know that all our differences bring us closer together. We have it backwards. We think that by being being the same and, and being being different, like keeps us together. Doesn't it doesn't okay, so it puts us apart. Being different puts us apart. Being different puts us apart versus being together. Over there, being different. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. Wow. Okay, Bill, you bum rush. We have it wrong among a lot of other things. <laughs> among many things. That's right. why we're doing this. So, Billy, you bum rush Sammy Davis Jr. What's so important? Facts. That's it. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> he just wants to say hi to you. <laughs> hi, Billy. How are you, man? It's an anniversary of some sort. Our and meeting. He, and, then he showed, and then he showed me Twister. Oh. And then, hold on. It has to do with you guys meeting, I believe. That's cute. I think so. We met in London. Yeah, he showed me the cafe. Was it a cafe? That was well, it was a, a pint. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard his laughter, and I went, wait a minute. You're that goofy actor. It's in Weird Science. And John Hughes went to my high school, so that started all friendship. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, Billy. Just happy anniversary. Happy. <laughs> Very fun. Weird. I see your son is like rocking, man. He's acting and stuff, and I think that's so cool. He just went like this. He says he's still helping him on the other side. He says that's what we do. That's beautiful. I'm so glad to report that. He says he can do it more now. It's just easier because the locations are the same. And your the ability to sort of pull so many strings at the same time is easier. You have more access. He says he's a natural actor, but he's open to it. And he doesn't fear, he kind of feared Billy, I believe, in some way, because of his acting. I know whatever. what you mean, father, son, you know, my dad's a star, how do I get there? And now he doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. He jumped all the way in after. That's great, both feet first. Yeah, that's cool. Sweet. Thank you for telling us that, my friend. I have to ask Luan a question, Bill, if you could just hold on, and maybe you know the answer to this. I just got mad. I'm like, and don't do that again. That hurt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys, just <laughs> audience, if you understand this. Well, now you know how to do it. A lot of people, well, I know, they, they definitely, our class definitely knows how to hurt me. But what <laughs> happens, like a high pitch, like if you heard like a high yeah, we pitch didn't hear noise, it. Yeah. it hurt so bad. And I, to me, everybody can hear it, but apparently nobody can. It's a frequency. And so when somebody, I know now after the thousands and thousands of readings I've given, that when someone does that, they're A, usually inappropriate, which is Billy. 
two, there's someone that really, really has to talk and it's just the way that they're doing it. They're either new, which he's not new. He just knows to do it. It's kind of like aviation. You're not supposed to like buzz the beach. That's what they do with me. They're doing, it's not supposed to be allowed, but they do it anyway. Okay. Wow. That's very cool. Well, don't pass along that secret because then they'll start doing it all the time. Okay. Lou, last night, sound asleep, having a conversation with somebody, the word mother came to mind, someone's mother. And I was saying, this is a conversation you need to have with whoever. And this woman, I only know that it was a woman, was saying, no, I need you. I need Richard. I need you to be part of this. I want to express something, and I need you to help me do it. So okay. Luana, would you put that woman who was bugging me last night in a dream in front of Jennifer? If you can, or if not, it's fine. We have, you know, maybe you have somebody else. Well, I don't know if this is the person, but it's Aretha Franklin that's here. Well, Lou, Aretha's here, and of course she's always welcome. Is this who was bugging me last night? And then I got, okay. I saw Mary, the mother Mary. That's who I thought it was. Okay. So she, Aretha? she came in first, but then, and then Aretha's like, what? You don't think I'm the mother Mary? <laughs> Aretha, we love you, but, and I can't put you to side for, yes, I can, but go ahead, Aretha. Do you want to say something in reference to what Sammy was talking about? The only way that things are going to change Oh, by the way, um, our, our guest is calling now. Oh, he is. All right. So I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know. Let's just answer the phone. We'll pause this thought for Aretha. The only th way things will change. Go ahead. The only way it's going to change is if we become more one. Like, and she didn't say more one, but she said if we become more in tune or more spiritual, but she didn't want to use that term. When you, when an in spirit means, like when you say in spirit. Um, more in tune is a musical more, term and it's more appropriate. More in tune with who we are. With who we are. That elevates the frequency that unites us. And when you, when you know who you are and when you, you are in, when you're more in tune, then your whole world opens up to possibilities that all of us are together, that all of us are God's children without using that terminology. No, no, we can use the terminology. It's fine. It makes sense. It makes sense. If, if you are more in tune with who you are and why you're on the planet. Oh, she just showed me something beautiful. She showed me a bunch of da different colored daisies and flowers. And she's like, if you didn't like one of those flowers, you wouldn't just stomp on one, would you? Because you didn't like the color. Mm -hmm. because in fact, Jacob's mom last night said well, something like that. You know, you look at the color of your skin. If you look at your skin, it's not mm -hmm. like you hate color or your skin. That's just you. That's who you are. And we have to look at other people like flowers. They're just other flowers. That's all they are. Very good. Yep. Okay. Should we call beautiful. our friend back? And Mary, I know you wanted to talk to me. You're going to have to wait till next week. <laughs> She's my guy. I love Mary. 
Um, we'll have to call Robert because I only have 10 more minutes. Go ahead. So you have to call him later or what? I'm not going to be able to talk to him in 10 minutes. Okay. All right. So back to Mary. Thank you. Um, this is a friend Robert was going to call and he had a couple of questions, but Mary, why were you there last night? What is it you wanted to talk so she about? Comes, she comes in with a past life where you were working with a priest or you were a priest or something with that. Okay. What about that? I know what she's talking about. What about that guy? I don't know. Hold on. Well, Oh, so in your converse, now she's bringing up the conversation you had on Cora that you and I talked about. Mm -hmm. um, I'll explain it in a second, but go ahead, Mary. What do you want to say about it? Loud truck. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Sorry, hold on. Share it if it's funny. Well, the trash collector, it's just, there. it's a trash, <laughs> it's collecting trash. And she's just showing me how you get a lot of things to come to you, a lot of things come to you, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's kind of like an energetic trash collector. You collect a lot of trash. <laughs> just give me a second. Um, okay. So... Part of you, okay, I think I have this right. Part of your discussions with other people, before you were constantly told what you're supposed to think, what you're supposed to do back then, whether it was the church, and in particular, this particular time, past life of yours. She says that you argued against it and you were killed so many times by arguing against what they were trying to teach you or what they were trying to do. It's no different than me dying for what I do for work in past life. Mm -hmm. So that still comes in when you get heated through conversations where you don't feel like you're believed. And hold on. It's not, so she wants to talk to you. You have to, look, it goes back to the flowers again. You have to look at someone that has that belief. It's just being another colored flower. Just another allow people to have their own belief system. Yep. Don't bug them. Okay, I understand that. They're on the same dirt as you. They drink the same water, that kind of thing, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> it's drink the same water. But Mary, people don't want to hear your advice to me. What's your advice to the planet? <laughs> love. You know why love is so important? Why? I don't know. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> you know, she's, saying, she's saying, you know why love's so important? It's because that if you have love for the little things, you'll learn to love other things. You'll learn to love other people, other places. If you all are breathing the same air and you're, you are you're using things from the earth that should be available to everyone. She said, you know, we shouldn't have any children starving. We shouldn't have any, you know, we shouldn't have things like that happening with how far advanced we're supposedly supposed to be. We shouldn't have people suffering. 
and then she brought in the Buddha. Hold on. She brought in the what? Buddha. Buddha. Mary, are you guys pals? We're <laughs> she just laughed. We go way back. She said. <laughs> We work together, all of us work together because our frequencies are in alignment. And that has to do with love. We have compassion for everyone, like Mother Teresa. We have compassion for everyone and everything. But love has to be learned with yourself first. Because you, don't, you won't be able to love others if you don't love yourself. By the way, it's the second time Mother Teresa has shown up in a conversation with Mary. Can oh. she come forward and talk to us for a second? Yes. Uh, who was there to greet you when you crossed over? Oh. A lot of children from a little village, she says. And were you surprised by the afterlife that it was different than you had a, were taught to believe? Or was it just the same? It was not the same. Why? It was more beautiful than whatever I could have thought of or think. There's no, there was nothing that she could have imagined would have been like that. We have a mutual friend. If you could put that in Jennifer's mind. Are you talking about Jesus? <laughs> no. Well, no. Well, yeah, he's a pal. Um, but that aside, uh, on the planet, a friend of mine's father got to meet you. And uh, when I went to visit them in India, there was this giant photograph of him and you, Mother Teresa, standing in his doorway. And I was just wondering, because he's passed on. Right. Did he have a heart attack? Yes, he did. Okay. Was that the baseball player's father? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who the baseball player is. No, this is my friend Manjula, whose father, Mr. Nanavati, was a very successful guy in Mumbai. There is no way I could have known that name. No, you wouldn't. But it was funny because I was in his house and there was this giant portrait of him and Mother Teresa. And he told the story of how when the maid opened the door and there was Mother Teresa, she fainted dead away, thinking she had died. because. That's who you see when you die, is Mother Teresa. Right. And, and then I said, of course, you greet everyone in your pajamas, because he was startled that she was there, and he was wearing his pajamas when she showed up. <laughs> Mother Teresa, there are some people, including Christopher Hitchens, an atheist, who we've talked to on the flip side, mm -hmm. who was startled by your work and spent a lot of time sort of knocking you and denigrating your work. Um, but now that you're on the flip side, have you run into Christopher Hitchens? Yeah, yes. And what was that like? He showed me that he just made her work more, hold on. He made people aware of her work. Oh, by denigrating her. That's yeah, funny. people that didn't like him and the way that he denigrated her. <laughs> Would help oh, that's, her. that's funny. I so mean, it actually you know. worked. Yeah. And no one believed him anyway. What would you like to tell people in India who might be tuning into this mother as they know you? Have faith. 
that you can live a joyful life. And then she showed me like everyone's been dealt with something they've had to overcome or do or an ailment or sickness. Do you mean in many lifetimes or just this life? In this life in particular, of course, all lifetimes, but in this life in particular, if you've been dealt with something, you can still like, just like, thank you. Just like we, what we said, if you grieve, you could still be happy while you're grieving. You could still be happy while you're dealing with something. You don't have to take it and have that day after day after day. She's, thank you. She said that I went, you know, I would go and, and see the hunger, see the poor people, see how sick, you know, how, how they were so sick. And she goes, I wasn't afraid. And she goes, and the next day I would do it again. You know, um, but I saw the joy that it gave them when I would go see them. I saw the joy that while they were sick, they were able to smile or they were, you know, or fed or whatever it was that I did. And I didn't do, she doesn't think that she did nearly as enough as what she could she have She could done. have or should have. I'm sure you've run into our friend Jesus. I'm guessing. What was that like when you ran into him on the flip side? <laughs> she just said, hi, bye. <laughs> hi, bye. Why? Because he's busy? He's always with her. Oh, he's always with her. Okay. Very good. Wow. He's with everyone that invites them, that you invite him into your heart. Not from a biblical standpoint, not from anything like that, from the standpoint if he represents love, and kindness, mm -hmm. then that's inviting, that's inviting that into your heart. What was his impression? I'm going to ask Jesus a direct question because well, I can. Well done. His well impression done. of your work? Well, that's fine. Is that what he wants to say? His impression of... That's just what I was getting, but what was it? No, no. He was saying, well done for what? What we're doing? What she did. Um, what she did. Okay. Very good. I mean, of course. I wanted to ask you your impression of the conversation I had about you with somebody the other day. What was your impression of that? <laughs> he saw how frustrated you, you got. Um, okay. You're going to go there? What did he say? He said it's just like politics. You can't talk to somebody that supports one person and expect and try to talk them out of it. It's just not going to work. Doesn't yeah. matter. So just let it be. Let it be what it is. Let it be. But then she's saying, that Mary's saying, that the whole reason why, that's why she came here today and saw you last night. That's why she came. She wanted to clarify. Right. She wanted to clarify about your past life and how by you speaking out, it was always something that ended up wrong. And it was always somebody that felt and it had to do with religious, because any other well, conversation? If I can clarify for what Mary's saying. So I had a conversation with a guy the other day, on, on Quora the other day who recalled a lifetime where he knew Jesus. His recollection of Jesus, his relationship to him was in line with the text of the Bible. Anyone who's read Hacking the Afterlife knows that's not what we've heard. In terms of my lifetime, a previous lifetime of being a priest, in the book, Architecture of the Afterlife, 
Jennifer and I have discussed this, I recalled in a past life regression being Bishop of Florence, Antoninus. Is that who you're talking about, Mary? Yes. And he was a quite a prolific author, and he wrote a number of books in Latin. He seemed like kind of a progressive guy. Now I understand why snatches of Latin have appeared in my life. But the weirdest thing was discovering that when they buried him, they put him in a glass coffin because his body didn't deteriorate. So he's still above ground mm -hmm. in the Church of San Lorenzo in Florence. I must have walked by him a hundred times. Just never looked. Me. <laughs> anyway, is that what you're talking about, Mary? Yes. What else? Listen, people don't want to hear about me. Very deeply rooted. And part of the reason why she brought up Mother Teresa. Um, you just have to meet them where they're at. Meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And how can we help people out there suffering in this pandemic, Mary? Because they don't want to hear your words of wisdom. Oh, thank you. It's another reason why she brought over had Mother Teresa there was because the more that you do for other people, the more you heal from whatever it is that you're going through. Wow. And that's why, you know, I don't know how Mother Teresa was before she passed, but she was definitely selfless. Somebody who helped other people all of her life. But Mary, what you're saying is in line with what meditation helps cure people or thinking of helping other people physically going out and helping up people in hospice care, adopting a pet, taking care of a homeless dog, walking it. These are all acts that can make us feel better about life. Yep, and I am sorry, I have to go. I know you have to go. I just wanted to end on that Mary note. Yes. Thank you, Mary. Yep, I Good. love that she's here. What? I love her. I'm so happy she was here. You know, she talked to us last week and she said something to my wife and my, my wife suddenly went, oh yeah, I'm totally aware of what that is. I was like, what? Anyway, we love you. Very good. Jennifer, have a great day. I will see you next week. All right. Ciao. Bye.